there, everybody. <laughs> Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years of Wonder Years podcast. Well, I have for you today, since you just love what I do, <laughs> the Elvin and the Chipmunks holiday-themed episodes. Well, this one in particular, I don't really think it really falls under a category. I've not seen it. Unless it's set around Thanksgiving time, I'm not sure. The episode from the description I've read, and I didn't even know this episode existed until I saw a review for it on YouTube. I'm like, oh my gosh, this has got to be the most depressing episode of Elvin and the Chipmunks that there ever was because the characters deal with loss and grief. Let me read the description. This is from season seven and it's episode three. This is from 1983. The melodramatic episode which the Chipmunks first which the Chipmunks very first adopted kitten gets killed in a traffic accident I'm sorry for chuckling. I don't mean to be chuckling because that's just, it's sad. And Dave sympathizes with the chipmunks, noticing they are heavily depressed due to the loss, especially Theodore. This, oh, actually, I'm sorry. This actually came out September 23rd, 1989. The Elvin and the Chipmunks cartoon from 1983. Okay. It's, this is titled Cookie Chomper the third. Why the third? I don't know, but we're gonna find out just how uh how sad and depressing this is. I'm gonna go first on record. I've lost pets growing up as a child. I believe most likely probably everybody has, and they dealt with that loss and just that empty hole in their heart where their pet used to be. And I just thought I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. I know it's November. It's like, why are you doing this sad episode? I'm like, because we all deal with grief, and I want to see how the the this show, which usually is played for laughs, how they deal with such a serious topic, and how it, you know, how children who watch this, how would they would probably feel like how that might help them with the loss of their own, you know, if they've lost a pet in the past, that maybe they can empathize with what Elvin, Simon, and Theodore are going through. So let's get started. So we go to the Seville house. Elvin is playing like some WWE, WWF, whatever, wrestling with a stuffed dinosaur, stuffed dragon. Honey, what are you doing? <laughs> Crazy cat. <laughs> and of course, Theodore looks over and just sees Alvin just manhandling, just pulling, yanking on this poor stuffed animal. He's like, don't hurt Muffin! <laughs> oh my. Theodore, of course, he would name any stuffed animal, any pet after food. I love how Simon is just hanging out in the chair reading the newspaper. So typical Simon. My gosh, Alvin, you're so rough with this stuffed animal. He's like got this poor stuffed dinosaur in a chokehold. Like literally his, Alvin's hand is literally all the way around this dinosaur, stuffed dinosaur's neck. He's like, Muffin, what kind of name is that for a wrestling superstar? Wrestling champ, excuse me. And Elvin's renamed Muffin the Dinosaur, calling him Terrible Rex. With poisonous eyes and retractable brain cells. Elvin, do you, what? Do you even know what the hell is coming out of your mouth? Poor Theodore just can't take. Like, stop, Elvin. And we, stop it. And Simon just looks over, like glances, like, ah, and to think that I'm related to these two, that we share the same DNA. <laughs> well, we're focusing on the phone, so it looks like it's going to ring. It might be Dave. Well, Simon picks up the phone and says, hello, this is a Seville resident. Simon the Sane speaking. <laughs> oh, Simon. 
Oh, you know that Simon is going to revel in this. It's Dave on the phone. He's like, hey, Simon, look, I'm going to be a little late. You think you can kind of keep things under control at the homestead? And Simon says, wait, you want me to be in charge? And he's just relishing this. And you see Dave, he's like, it's a mixing soundboard thing. He's like moving dials, like in little knobs, like up and down. He's like, oh, well, just for a little bit. I mean, like three hours. And you, oh my gosh, Simon is just, he was made for this job. You know he's going to just relish and just uh, giving orders and rules to Alvin and Theodore. So it, the boys are all changing to their nighttime outfits. So adorable. Looks like Simon's, Simon has actually graduated from the zip-up onesie that Theodore is wearing. He's Graduated to, like, the button-up, like, separate pants and bedtime shirt kind of thing. And he's holding Muffin, the dinosaur, by the tail. And he's like, come on, boys, let's go. He's like, he's trying to be Dave. And Theodore's like, my pet! <laughs> and Simon says, your doll. I thought, I kept saying, I had to remind it twice. I thought that Theodore said, my cat. No, he said, my pet. <laughs> of course, oh, yeah, it looks like Theodore is the only one wearing a, a onesie. And of course, it's the color that he represents, which is like a turquoise kind of greenish color. And we got Alvin, of course, always wearing the hat, to be, even to bed. Wearing the t-shirt and shorts or pants or whatever. And he jumps into bed. He's like, hi, Dad. And Simon says, now don't you start. It's like, hey, Simon, you want to be in control there. So, yeah. And Alvin's like, but you were, what did you call it again? And Simon says, surrogate parent. No, Simon, you're the babysitter. It's what you are. Okay, chill it. Come down from your high cloud. Come down from your throne because you are nothing but a glorified babysitter. You are not a surrogate parent. Plus, doesn't surrogate mean more like someone who is going to be incubating a baby for a couple that can't have a baby on their own? Oh, substitute authority figure. Well, whatever. What in the world, Alvin? After Simon turns out the light, Alvin's like, Daddy, are there such things as aliens with suction cups on their fingers and tongues? It's like, and the whole time Alvin's got this smirk. Uh, I, I wouldn't even call it a smirk. It's like he's just trying to fuck with Simon. Okay, now he's going to give Theodore nightmares because Alvin's bed is right next to Elvins. As Elvins like, are the aliens with suction cups on their tongues and fingers and they're gonna jump out at you? It's like, okay, Elvin, you need to chillax. Calm down. Go to sleep. Yeah, Elvin is making it really hard. Simon's like, Simon tells him, Elvin, you're scaring Theodore. Knock it off. I'm gonna turn this light out and we're all going to sleep. Do you understand? We're going to sleep. Good night. Turns the light out, turns over on his side, and then all of a sudden you hear this rah, 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 from Elvin. Elvin, I don't know whether he should be medicated. I don't know if he's got ADHD or he's just a plain rambunctious child who doesn't know how to, like, simmer the hell down at nighttime, whatever the deal. But he is really, I think it's just because Simon is in charge, so Elvin is taking full advantage of just riling the hell out of Simon, getting, pushing his buttons, testing his limits until Simon eventually explodes. And then Elvin can say, well, you're not really a suitable babysitter or a substitute, substitute, whatever, adult, parent, whatever you want to call it yourself. If you, if you buckle under the pressure. So again, Elvin just won't shut up. He just, and again, Simon's like, Elvin, stop scaring Theodore. Theodore, I locked every door, window, trap door, 
uh, attic door, whatever in the house. Everything is locked. We're sealed in. Nothing's getting in. Nothing's getting out. It's going to be fine. Now go to sleep. Especially if it's like you gotta be up to school the next day. So they hear something break. Like, sounds like it's downstairs. I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's broken in. What's going on? But you hear this. I'm like, okay, is that where the cat, is, the kitten is gonna come from? Did this kitten sneak into their house somehow through an open window? I don't doubt it. I wonder. I honestly do. But they're all freaked out. Thanks a lot, Elvin. I mean, of course. If someone's telling a spooky story and you're trying to sleep, and then all of a sudden you hear a noise downstairs, granted they're on the second floor, but that would freak me out. Like, I hope your door, bedroom door is, like, shut. I mean, they probably get it, get out the window somehow, but they're on the second floor, but that would scare me. <laughs> Sounds like a cat going, meow, meow. Right, Quinny? Yeah, um, <laughs> she's not available for comment, apparently. But it sounds like a kitten or a cat that might be stuck somewhere. And that's why they're, like, crying. It's not like a meow, meow. It's like a meow. Right, Quinn? <laughs> they're all huddled in Elvin's bed under the covers. Well, as I say, safety in numbers. I mean, do something about this. And Simon's like, well, well, well why me? And Elvin says, because you're the father figure, remember? Where is Dave? He said a few hours. Brenda, I don't know what time it was when he called, but come on. What are you doing? Oh, I thought he was just like the manager of their careers. He helped getting their album put together or something with all the tracks that have been. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe when he's not managing their concerts and career and tours and stuff, he's doing something with music. Oh, I think this is adorable. So they take Elvin's comforter and Simon is at the head with Elvin and Theodore underneath the blanket. And they're just kind of following him to kind of check out what the noise is. So yeah, they're, oh, they're actually in the hallway. They're not even downstairs. And then they look towards the stairwell as something is hopping up there. And it looks like it, like a little stuffed elephant, but I mean, I don't think it's a sock. It's pretty big to be a sock that's covering this thing. <laughs> Simon is the one that flips out. He gets out from under that blanket comforter and he hightails like, <laughs> and he leaves the orphan in their dust like, bye. <laughs> by women so I can see yeah oh come on you locked the theater out in the hall Elvin and Simon like I don't know whether they went into their bedroom and shut the door poor Theodore is right outside like whoa, whoa wait 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 what about me don't leave me out here and Theodore's all like help he turns around and he's like don't 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 kill me please he's like I'm just a kid all right, so let's hear the reveal of what this is. That's not a monster. Don't hear anything. Where's Theodore? Well, he's outside on the other side of the hill. You think so? Poking the kitty there. in the belly. Cute little surprises all over the carpet. 
So yes, I realize it's a kitten and Theodore could not be more in love. Unfortunately, Dave is allergic, so <laughs> Theodore suggests that they hide the kitten. It's like, you know that's not going to be easy. And of course, Alvin's like, well, I'm not cleaning up after it. You know, they leave like little presents on the carpet. You get a litter box. Keep it in the bedroom. Keep the kitten in the bedroom for a little bit. Make sure you can get some food and water so it doesn't dehydrate and die. And Oh, and I love it. So Dave's home, so I'm curious how this is going to go down because Theodore is in the bed with his kitten. Has he named the kitten yet? I don't think he has. I'll pretend to be asleep. Oh, Dave peeks his head in, sees that Simon and Elvin are quote-unquote sleeping, and then he notices Theodore who kind of looks back at Dave like real quick and then you know, turns his head. He's like, oh, Theodore, are you, are you okay? It's like, oh, I was sleeping. I was dreaming. It's a, we went to bed early. It's like, Theodore just like, yeah, I'm fine, Dave. I'm trying to sleep. Is something wrong? Just say that. You don't got to go into a big, long explanation. Plus, you're hiding the kitten under there. You know that kitten's eventually going to try to sneak out of there, right? The less time Dave is in that bedroom, the more you luck you have of keeping that cat's you know be, being there you know on the dl that's important you got to keep that on the dl oh come on theodore he's like I, i'm not hiding anything so why does everyone who's ever hidden anything say that in tv and was like oh we're not doing anything wrong oh i'm not hiding anything seriously don't do that Oh, good night, kiss. Ay, ay, ay. Because they were like, good night, Dave. And he's like, don't you have a good night kiss for me? Oh, God. And, of course, the kitten, like, pops the side of Dave's eyes are closed, by the way. And the kitten, like, licks the side of Dave's face, which, ugh. Oh, yeah, I bet it was quite a kiss, Dave. He licked you. Well, Theodore didn't. The kitten did. And as soon as Dave reaches the door, he starts sneezing. Oh my gosh, get the EpiPen! The EpiPens exist in 89? They must have, right? Or a variation of them? Already his voice is, is congested. Like, oh boy, hay, season, hay fever season starts earlier every year. And as Dave shuts the door as he walks out and the kitten pops its head up on a stool and he's doing the dishes are is this the same elvin seville that we know the elvin seville we know would never do the dish. okay i think it's because they're trying to you know keep the kitten from dave it's like hey let's do some chores so that way he doesn't yell at us you know that kind of thing there's four people in that house how long have those they like looks like they get every single dish that's in the cupboards are all dirty. But then, I mean, I know Theodore eats a lot, but good golly. He's not even, okay, no. I don't agree to this. I mean, I like cats as much as the next one, but I ain't going to have Quinn be licking my plate dry for me. I don't even use plates half the time. I use paper plates unless, you know, I make, you know, a meal where it's something like, I'm not going to put a steak on a paper plate. I'm not going to do that. Chips and cheese, sure. A sandwich, of course. But not a steak, not spaghetti. You know, I'm just, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then, I mean, but he's having the cat lick the plate. There's no water in there. There's no suds in that sink. Just a cat with a long tongue that's helping do the dishes. I don't even really agree to, you know, dogs licking off plates and letting people think, oh, they're clean. No, they're not. Oh, they've named the kitten Chomper. And Alvin says, Chompermatic. It cleans. It sparkles. Okay. Simon comes up like, Alvin, what are you doing? This is not sanitary. No, that's me saying, I can all... You know, imagine Simon saying that is definitely not sanitary. You need to actually physically wash them by hand and then put them in the, or at least, if anything, put them in the dishwasher so they are, will be cleaned sanitarily. 
Ah, yes, of course. As Elvin says, hey, the cat's got to start pulling its weight around here. And I thought, why not start with my chores? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> oh, Elvin, you slacker. And Simon grabs the cat and gives him to Theodore. So, so there is Catholic. I thought Simon said Catholic. He said, no, there is Catholic on those dishes. Not to mention, if Dave's allergic, I really don't think that's going to be a wise thing to be having cat saliva on those dishes. Because you're going to make poor Dave just have to end up going to the hospital because his allergies from this cat that he doesn't know is there. It's just going to go, it's going to be bad and he's going to end up in the hospital. And Simon says, why don't you rewash the dishes, you know, maybe with some soap? Okay, I'm looking. I am not seeing a dishwasher, so holy shit, do they got to do that by hand. Ugh. Maybe Chomper could dry them with his fur. Oh, no, no, just no. No, anything of that cat's saliva or its fur needs to even be on the dishes. That is just... No, not with Dave. I, even if Dave wasn't allergic, I wouldn't recommend it. You think I'm going to take my cat and start, like, wiping the windows with her fur? Here, Quinn, let's wipe these windows down with you. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Alvin says the cat's name is Chomper because Theodore says his name is Cookie. Oh, good girl. Always with the food. Freaking the cat out, Theodore's like, Cookie Chomper! Cookie Chomper! Stop! That poor cat! Uh, oh my gosh. Animals pick up on negative energy, I'm sure, with... So I don't think you want to be screaming at somebody while you're holding the cat. That cat, I'm sure, can't get away fast enough. So, of course... Let me guess, Simon, because he puts up his hands like, okay, both of you stop. You're freaking out the cat. Two, why don't we have the cat have the full name? So we'll say Cookie and then Chomper, and then they come up with a third, which I don't understand. The third. <laughs> like, were there two? There were no two other Cookie Chompers prior to. No Cookie Chomper Sr. and Jr. Honestly, I think it should be up to Theodore anyway. He's the one who found the cat. Elvin doesn't even want the cat. He just wants to use the cat for his chores. He was even coming, oh, I ain't cleaning up his litter box. I ain't gonna clean up the little presents that will leave on the carpet. Hey, Chomper, apparently the cat agrees to that because the cat likes it because it's smiling. So I guess that's its name. The third, okay, that is, I guess, Simon's. He wants to add that title to the cat's name for whatever weird reason. Why would you bring that cat? Oh my gosh. It makes me think of in Beethoven's second when they brought the p four puppies and they had to hide them in the damn basement. And then the youngest Newton child was bringing the puppy up to the bedroom where they're all trying to figure out how to feed these puppies like six to eight times a day with their school schedule and shit. And then Ted's like, dang it, Emily, I told you not to bring it up here. We almost got caught. Well, of course, Dave's like, hey, boys. And Elvin drops the plate he's holding. Great. That cat's supposed to be incognito. It's supposed to be upstairs. You're supposed to be hiding the kitten. Oh, poor Dave. He is just, he sounds so congested. Just, boys, what's going on? I'm trying to sleep. It's like, what the heck? And then, of course, what does Theodore do? He shoves the cat down the front of himself. What's he going to say? He put on a few extra pounds? Come on. Yeah, he said, I worked late last night. I'm trying to get some sleep, and I feel like shit, so please keep it down. Oh, my goodness. Theodore excused himself from the room. He's, gonna, he's giving himself away. The cat's tail, of course, is tickling Theodore. It's like, ah! it's like, oh my gosh. Dave's eyes look like they're practically swollen shut, this poor man. And he's like, Theodore, it's not funny. <laughs> and he starts sneezing. It's like, ugh. 
Go back to bed, Dave. Uh, and he's looking at Theodore. Theodore, what are you doing? Because now Theodore's got his arm up and the cat is like just under his arm, you know, in the sleeve of the arm. And of course, Simon jumps in to save the day with, oh, it's the new Jane Fonda workout. <laughs> right, Alvin? As Alvin comes in and joins <laughs> So, Alvin asks Dave if they can go outside and exercise, and before Dave's like, yeah, go ahead, boom, they're gone. And, you know, the boys are upstairs playing with Cookie. They have Alvin's hat on a fish hook, homemade in, um, instant cat toy there, improvised, and Theodore's like, with Dave going out tonight, we can play with Cookie all day. What's going to happen when the boys have to go to school and that cat is going to be stuck in that room, just destroying stuff. <laughs> you know, cats, just like dogs, they get bored, they get into stuff. Right, girl? Yep. Cookie Chopper's got a bow. Good grief! Dave isn't even in the room and he's sneezing. That cat dander's got to be completely all through the house. <laughs> oh, they shove the cat. <laughs> Alvin practically throws the cat under the under his bed as Dave comes in. Oh, he's Dave's telling him, uh, "Hey guys, I don't think I should go out with this allergy." So yeah. So he's dating someone named Roxanne, or he's got a date with a girl named Roxanne who's actually just gonna come in and make him dinner or them dinner. So yeah. I guess he was supposed to go out on, on, on a date. He saw the. Mm, if you're miserable, why would you want? I mean, you want to be at your best when you go out with someone, right? Or bring them in. You don't want to be all blah, congested and just looking like shit, right? You want to look your best. I'd say, look, I'm feeling under the weather. Can we please do this another time? Because it just it, it just looks like it's gonna be a miserable time had by both. Best behavior. Okay. Um, I don't know about Elvin. The other two, Theodore and Simon, fine. You don't got to worry about them. But Elvin, yeah. So, <laughs> the boys are downstairs. They got giant bowls of what looks like tomato soup. And Simon's lit some candles. He's got, like, a nice white suit jacket over his blue turtleneck. They're sitting at this long table. So... Roxanne sits down, beautiful blonde, very nice, pale pink sweater. It's like, hello, boys. You both look very nice tonight. You look very handsome. So already this is a win in my book because she's a sweetheart to the boys. She's very polite. She doesn't act like they're a nuisance or a pain in the ass or why they're there. Yeah. Simon, please, with the celestial bodies, whatever he's trying to impress her with, this poetry or whatever he's talking about, something from Aristotle, who knows. Alvin's there's a cave. Try saying that in English. Oh, here comes Kitty. Here comes Cookie Chomper the third with this giant bow on the front of his neck. But looks like he could easily trip over. They leave the door open, like the bedroom door, and that's how the cat got out? I don't know. So that's their dinner soup. She came over to make soup. Oh, maybe it's homemade soup. Who knows? <laughs> but the kitten, of course, is under the table. Great. So Dave's going to probably have a sneezing fit. Soup's going to get drenched in her sand. She's going to get angry and leave. And like, oh my gosh, it's a beast! It's it's a cat. And this, I got, I bet anything, this is where the discovery is. Of course, Theodore lets Simon know the cat's under the table. So Simon knocks a spoon over, goes under the table. Alvin knocks a salt shaker over, goes under the table. And then Theodore breaks a plate and goes under the table. And Dave's like, boys, what are you doing? And they're making all this dang racket, and the table is actually, like, shifting. and It's like, there is bowls of hot-ass soup on the table. And Dave's apologizing, saying, I, I'm sorry, I don't know what's gotten into them. And the kitten is able to get through all three boys, like, get away from them. Like, they can't even get this kitten. It's so slippery. So, yeah, Dave apologizes for the boys' behavior. They're not normally like this. I don't know what their deal is. So he goes under the table, sees the boys, like, boys, what is going on? And we see, like, the kitten is in Theodore's shirt again. Like, it makes Theodore look like he's got a hunchback. 
Oh, and here's the discovery as the kitten pops its head out. As Dave's like, a cat? What is a cat doing here? You know I'm allergic. Get this cat out of here. So Dave's like, get it over here. And he goes, because the kitten is now, this is all taking place under this long dining room table. He goes to try to dive for the cat. The cat jumps and Dave grabs Roxanne's ankles. You just see her with a surprised look in her hand to her cheek. Like, what in the what? She's insulting. Like, David! And of course, she loves the kitten. She picks the kitten up and is cuddling it. Like, oh, David, you didn't tell me you had a kitten. Oh, it's so cute. And of course, Dave's like, well, I, uh... And all three boys look at Dave and ask, can we keep it? And I'm sure he's going to say, well, you know, I have allergies. Of course, Roxanne's like, of course, I just love kittens. She looks like, <laughs> I don't know. That kitten is just too much in love with her, too. And of course, Dave still wanted to get some action out of her. So he's like, oh, yeah, of course I love cats. Yeah. Uh-huh. All the kids are excited. Yay, we get to keep the kitty that we already named. And Dave sneezes so hard he falls back in his chair. I have never, wow, that is a heck of a sneeze. I mean, I sneeze hard too, but I don't, like, fall out of my chair when I do it. Granted, when, is, when am I ever sneezing when I'm sitting in a chair? Because I normally sit on the couch. We don't even have, the only chair we have is my computer chair and Jeremy's. These are the only chairs we have in the apartment. So Dave opens the door and says, hey, boys, I'm home. And of course, Cookie Chomper Third is just ready to go outside. And he puts, Dave puts his foot there like, oh, no, you don't. And Theodore picks up Cookie Chomper and says, no, you don't. No, sweetie, you're not big enough to go outside. And Dave has a collar for Cookie Chomper with an ID tag. Aww. <coughs> I could really be part of the family. It's official. So <laughs> Theodore is in the tub with the kitten and this is just weird because I don't know if he's wearing a swimsuit or not but it just seems a little too personal for me. <laughs> a little bit indecent exposure. So <laughs> he's got the little hose thing on Cookie Chomper. He's like I gotta give you. And he's got this big giant like scrub brush type thing that's as big as a cat. Is that really what you would use when you're giving a cat a bath? Which, cats, that's what their tongues are for. They give themselves baths, right, Quinn? Exactly. They don't need you to give the cat. The cat doesn't need you to give it a bath. It does it itself. That is, is this the first time ever that we've seen this spacious, gorgeous-looking bathroom? It's gorgeous. I love that It's it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. This is got okay. So this is clearly the bathroom off of Dave's bedroom because you see his bed, and then he's got like a weight machine where he's doing like sit ups or bench presses or whatever he's doing. And Dave still sounds congested. Like, hey, Elvin, you started on your chores yet? And Elvin, who's putting on a rubber glove, says, "Don't rush me." And Dave says, "Well, don't take all night, all right?" And Theodore's like, oh my gosh, his fur is gone. His fur is gone. No, he's still got fur on him. What is he? You mean the Well, they probably took the collar off to give him when he gave him a bath. What is he talking about? His fur is gone. And Dave laughs and like, Theodore, it's just wet. Just dry him off. He'll be fine. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Theodore, seriously? Oh my gosh. Drain is going to be filled with cat <laughs> Apparently, Elvin, I'm guessing, probably has to deal with the cat litter box. Because he's, like, putting a, like, a handkerchief over his face. And he's wearing rubber gloves. And Simon's like, you act like you're dealing with nuclear waste. <laughs> and Elvin's like, I wish I were dealing with nuclear waste. It's cat shit. It's fine and the litter turns it into clumps you scoop it you put it in the bag and you toss it in the trash my goodness <laughs> so <laughs> what in the world 
Theodore is still in the tub and he somehow manages to dry the cat off with the towel without the towel getting wet. Still in the tub? I'm like, get out of the tub, get the cat out of the tub, dry it off. You are not getting, keeping that towel dry while you're in the tub. That is just weird. And of course the cat's all like static, clean, like, cling like hair, like, like looks like a giant old por porcupine. Ugh, Theodore, what? Damn it. He's like, oh, he exploded. His hair is just, you're rubbing a towel on a cat. His hair, it's static. It's static cling. It's fine. Oh my gosh. Kid, maybe you shouldn't have, you're get freaking out over every little thing. That is not something you should, but this is Theodore. He is not wearing a bathing suit. He is full ass naked in that bathtub. This is a little too close for comfort for me when it comes to Theodore. He should have been wearing a bathing suit or bathing trunks or whatever you want to call it. And Dave laughs and like, he's just fluffed. He's fine. So Dave tells Theodore, just brush him. He'll be fine. Simon comes in while Dave's doing these sit-ups and says, you know, Dave, you know your allergy could be psychosomatic. He didn't even know the cat was there and he was sneezing. How, do you know what psychosomatic is, Simon? That means, like, you're making up a problem that isn't really there. Oh, Simon's talking about placebo techniques, like whatever you say, Simon. And Elvin is underneath the kitchen sink. I don't know whether he's cleaning out. I don't know. What the hell? Is that where they're keeping the cat litter? He's like, oh, gross. It's like, is that where they're keeping the cat litter box? Under the sink? That's nasty. So he's trying to prove to Dave that it's all psych it's all basically in Dave's head. You're not really allergic to cats. He shows a picture of a cat to Dave, and Dave immediately starts sneezing. It's not the picture. There's cat dander all in that fucking house. All over. Carpets, floorboards, whatever. It's there. And he shows him the letter cat and Dave is sneezing. And he shows Dave a picture of a dog and there's no sneezing. Apparently he says, I never sneeze. So you probably could be allergic to just cats and not dogs. Okay, maybe it could be psychosomatic because... He shows a picture next of a dog with the word cat combined. And it's almost, yeah, it's almost like Dave is purposely sneezing now. And I'm like, I'm starting to wonder if maybe it could be psychosomatic. Oh, Simon and your theories. <laughs> and Dave's like, Simon, cut it out. I'm sneezing enough as it is. Well, you showing me pictures and, of cats and words of cats and everything like that. And Simon's like, no, really, we're getting somewhere. Ugh, enough, Simon. Okay, so that's where the kitten's litter box is, in fact, under the kitchen sink. Interesting. And apparently, like, don't you think he's being a little overdramatic? It is just a litter box. Okay, this is weird. Why is that bag that's closed? Why is it steaming? And he's got, like, some, like, gripper tool where he's holding the bag... That looks like it's just lit. Did he empty all the cat litter? You just get a scoop and you scoop the shit out of it. You don't take all the litter right away. I mean, eventually you can replenish the litter. I mean, I put a little in at a time. You know, when I've taken the shit out, I'll, I'll pour a little more in. I'll, you know, mix it together. But, my God, you don't got to empty the entire litter pan every time you take the shit out. Okay, so she... She... Simon shows Dave a picture of a cat with the word dog, and Dave goes to sneeze, but he's like, well, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I guess it is psychosomatic for Dave, because he holds the cat, it's like, the cat is, he, he's not sneezing. Like, great. And the thing is, wouldn't it be weird if the cat were allergic to Dave? Because <laughs> Dave is a human, and the chipmunks are, you know, chipmunks. Apparently he was cured. Wow, that is amazing. Simon and his theories, sometimes they work. 
Proves the point. He says, I'll send you a bill. No, you won't because you live here free, clear of, with, you know, room and board free of charge and you can eat whatever you want. So no, you will not send me a bill for anything, Simon. Okay, so now it's nighttime and Simon's putting down this rule. No, Cookie, you can't sleep with Theodore. Here's this nice little bed, just like in Pinocchio with, Thea, with Figaro, who had his little bed. If the cat wants to sleep with Theodore, let it sleep with Theodore. Why does it fucking matter? Just let the cat sleep where it wants to sleep. It's not hurting anything. Damn, Simon, why you gotta be so... on these damn rules all the time? Wow, oh, the cat loves it. And the cat just passes out asleep. <laughs> they even put little silk sheets on the bed for the little kitten. On that little cat bed. I honestly think if I got something like that for Quinn, I do not think she would ever use it. Right, girl? Exactly. No. She sleeps in the doorway of our bedroom. That's her place. Or she'll sleep on the back of the couch. But she, I don't think she would ever sleep at a personalized, built-for-her cat bed. Good night, Cookie Chomper the third. <laughs> and, of course, Dave comes in to say goodnight to the boys and then pats Cookie Chomper the third on the head. And like, goodnight, Cookie Chomper the third. That's so cute. Theodore gave Cookie Chomper his teddy bear. And the cat, I love how the cat just kind of, like, puts a hand on it and kind of pulls it close. The little stuffed teddy. Aw, and it fits right in there with the bed. That's adorable. So, Theodore and Simon both say, I love you, you know, to the cat. And then turn out the light. And then, because the cat's bed is at the foot of Alvin's bed on the floor, he says, I love you more than both of them put together. Uh, and I love how the cat, like, kind of sits up, kind of, like, looking up at Alvin. <laughs> and Alvin says, but if you tell anyone, I'll deny it. And Alvin pulls the teddy bear out of the cat's bed and says, you won't need this silly toy to protect you. You're chopper. Okay, well, I can see where this is gonna go. Oh, sh Oh, there's that teddy bear that's on top of this long window that's open because you see the breeze is ruffling the, um, the curtain there. I think that's how the cat is gonna get out and get hit by a car. Spoiler alert. I mean, you heard me say in the summary the cat does get hit by a car. Oh my gosh. Apparently there's a bee or a butterfly or some type of insect with wings that is tempting the kitten to come out the window. And there isn't a screen in the window either, from what I can see. Oh my gosh, there is a screen in a window? I, in any TV show I have ever seen, there's never been a screen in a window, but there is a screen in this window, and I'm like, wow, that, like, never happens on TV shows and movies. I thought this kitten fell to his death because they're on the second story because it tries to get the butterfly bug thing and falls, and we, oh my god, the cat's dead! It fell! <laughs> like, oh, but then again, I mean, cats land on their feet, so I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's umpteen stories up. It's only, they're only on the second story. Maybe it fell in a bush. Oh, no. Because the kids are sleeping, and Dave wakes up because there is a knock on the door. Oh my goodness, this is not good. <laughs> yes, uh, can I help you? I'm sorry, I, I have some rather bad news. I tried to stop my car in time, but the, the kitten was in the street, and... I'm sorry. Thank you for, for telling me. Oh, Cookie. Uh, fellas? So, unfortunately, the kitten was in the street, and the guy said, I couldn't stop in time. And he hands Dave the collar, which, did the collar fall off? Did he? I, I don't know. I don't know. And, of course, Dave is just beside himself, like, oh, cookie. And then he turns around, the boys are there, and they're just... Theodore is just in tears. He's just crying. And then we see him. He's calling out for Cookie, looking for Cookie. So does he think the cat ran away or is it more 
he doesn't believe that the cat is dead, and he's just like, no, the cat's not dead, the cat is, she's, he's around, he's somewhere, I'll find him. Like, he's just lost. So maybe, maybe Theodore's in denial, that could very well be. does not believe that Cookie is dead. Even when Dave says, no, the man at the door gave me Cookie's collar. And Theodore's like, no, it just fell off when Cookie got lost. I'll help him find his way home. And Alvin looks like he, because he's taking all the plants that are in the house that are potted and putting them on the front lawn. And Dave's like, why are you doing this? And Alvin says, no more things that are alive. I don't want anything that's alive in this house. So that's how he's dealing with the loss of Cookie. She's on the sidewalk, dude. Hey, Simon, you want to go see the exhibit at the Modern Art Museum? No, not really. What about that science fair project you've been pestering me about? It's not important. Well, there's a great astronomy special on TV that... I'll pass. Oh, my gosh, I'm starting to tear up. Because... Dave is asking Simon, like, hey, you want me to take you to the museum? There's that exhibit. Oh, what about that science project you've been bugging me about? You can show that to me. Or, you know, there's the that special on TV, you know, if you want to watch that. And Simon is sitting next to Cookie Chomper's bed, and he just... You know, he's just sitting there with his arms wrapped around his knees and just won't look at Dave. He's like, no, I, I, I don't want to do that. No, that's okay. Oh, my gosh. And Elvin says, I don't want any more live things. I don't want anything that could die in this house. And, of course, Dave says that dying is it's a part of life. Things die. And, you, you know, you need to accept it. And, yeah, all of them, they're all dealing with Cookie's death in, in a different way. <laughs> I just feel like none of, like, there are the stages of grief. Acceptance is the last one. There's denial, which Theodore is going through. There's bargaining. There's... There is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So... Theodore, we know he's in denial. Elvin is is angry. And Simon is depressed. There's no bargaining yet. We don't see that. We don't see acceptance yet. But eventually, I mean, Theodore is going to have to come to terms, you know, in their own way. And the thing is, you don't rush this process because everyone deals with death in their own way. I'm sure there's even, you know, blame. People blame themselves. Like, if I had done this, or if I had done this, said this, or something, this person or something would still be here. If I had just done this, it's like, unfortunately, that's not how it works. These things, you know, that's why they're unexpected. They're sudden. They're just, there's nothing that you could have done or didn't do that would have changed the outcome. <laughs>
your guy's fault. I took his stuff there from him and put it by the window. He must have tried <laughs> to get it and fallen out. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are talking about this. But you know, sometimes these things happen and it's nobody's fault. feel and even though we miss cookie chomper very badly cookie chomper the third yes the third and even though it hurts right now one day we'll be able to remember all the good times we had together and we can tell all our friends about him and we can enjoy him all our lives should they take a picture so <laughs> they're all blaming themselves for why the cat got out the window and died. Simon says, if I hadn't gotten that stupid bed, he would have been sleeping next to you, Theodore, which is what he wanted. And Alvin says, if I hadn't taken that stuffed bear and put it up by the window, the cat wouldn't have gotten out. And even Theodore says, if I had just locked the window... He wouldn't have gotten out, and I'm just, oh, I, my heart is breaking, but I feel so bad. But I like that Dave comes and he says, it's good that you boys are talking about this. You know, we can share the memories and tell people about Cookie Chomper the Third, and everything, and just keep memories of him alive, and he'll be in our hearts forever. And they start reminiscing about the time that Cookie Chomper had gotten Alvin's bubble gum. And when he tried to meow, a big bubble came out. <laughs> of course, it got all over the kitten's nose when it popped, and Theodore tried to, he's trying to help get it cleaned off, and it's, it's just getting all over Theodore. Dinner with Roxanne, of course, the kitten, like, rubbing up against <laughs> Roxanne's ankles, and she's looking at Dave, like, where do you, his hands are on the table, his hands are above the table, so he's not doing it. They kick him in the knee? Oh my gosh. So yeah, they're talking about all the times that Cookie Chomper the Third amused them, like the time he was in Theodore's shirt, and he was, like, in the arm of his shirt, and made it look like... Theodore, Theodore had a giant muscle. I'm discovering Cookie Chomper. Well, Theodore was the one that discovered him when they were all under that blanket and they saw this. I don't even know what it was. It's not a sock, like a piece of clothing maybe that the kitten was under. Not sure what this song is, whether it's an original song that the show created, but it's a sweet moment where Theodore's holding Cookie Chomper after meeting him. The kitten is looking... <laughs> Simon's nose, and then licking Dave's face. The kitten is playing with Alvin's hat, hiding under Alvin's hat. With the bathtub scene, with the kitten getting cleaned and bathed and everything. Alvin with a toxic waste cat litter that he's throwing out with that grabber thing, extender, and then he's got the rubber gloves and the mask with the, he's got the little clothespin on his nose. The kids under the table trying to get the cat. <laughs> and they're all laughing and everything, and this is good. They are accepting that Cookie is gone. That Cookie Chomper is gone. And they're laughing. They're just talking about the memories and stuff. see more flashbacks as Theodore holds up Cookie Chomper's ID tag and collar. We see the him helping Alvin by licking the plates and then we see Simon with the cat, the word cat, the little flashcards helping Dave realize his allergy is psychosomatic. Well we do see pictures of the boys, you know, their trophies, their pictures of getting a gold record playing baseball, framed gold record, oh, and it says, in loving memory, Cookie Chomper the Third. They got a little plaque. And Dave puts the collar and tag on the plaque on the wall. Aww. Maybe it was too hard to put up a picture. Like, they're not ready for that just yet. 
All right, this is the aftermath. Are they going to get another kitten, or are they just going to not have another pet? Like, maybe, or maybe it's been a while, and maybe they're ready to have another pet. I mean, Cookie Chomper came into their lives unexpectedly, like, you know, they didn't plan on having a cat, but circumstances happened, and they wound up with this cat, and it became a part of their lives, and so, let's, I'm curious, like, let's see what's going to happen. Oh, is he taking him to an animal shelter? <gasps> oh! Where are we? Okay, open. Puppies. <laughs> this is the animal shelter. Right, the perfect place to find a new pet. <laughs> but they won't be the same. Cookie Chomper's a ferret. No. You're right. No pet can be the same as Cookie. We can never replace him. But each one of these puppies is just as special. I think the one with the spot on its eye. That one's cute. Get that one. Aww. No. No. He's a she-alphid. Yeah. He's a girl. What do you think, Simon? Oh, Simon's not ready. Simon. Aww. Oh, come on, he wants to hang out. She wants to hang out. Look at that. Look <laughs> at <laughs> Simon's glasses. Aww. 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 What's the puppy's name? Oh, oh no. no. I guess I did too good a job <laughs> reprogramming your allergy face. Uh, I guess so. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is a picture of a hippopotamus. Oh god. Now don't start with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, we don't get to hear what the puppy's name is. So, <laughs> I don't I'm happy that they were able to move on a little bit from Cookie's death. And even though Theodore did say, but he's not going to be like Cookie Chomper the third. And Dave says, no, no other pet is ever going to replace, you know, Cookie Chomper. This is, you know, a new pet and a new beginning. This pet is going to be completely different. And it's a girl puppy, which is cool, and she jumps right out of the pen, jumps onto Theodore, starts kissing, you know, Theodore's cheek, and then Simon, of course, he's not ready. As he goes to the door, the puppy goes over to Simon and jumps on him, knocks Simon on the ground, knocks his glasses off, and the glasses land on the puppy's face. That's so adorable. So they do go home with a new pet. So, yeah, I mean, it is important to grieve your pet, but at one time, if you feel you're ready to open your heart and welcome another you know, furry family, family member, then then do it, but don't feel rushed, like you gotta go out right away and replace, you know, you're never gonna replace your animal that passed away. They're always gonna, you know, and, and the pets that I've had, you know, Elfie and, and Toby and London and Liesel, I mean, Quinn and, and Liberty will, you will never, you know, London never replaced the love I felt for my rabbit Elfie, and Liberty will never replace the love I had for my hamster Liesel. You know, that's just, I have love in my heart for all my animals, past and present. And I, just, I honestly thought this was a good episode. This really, it was good. And Dave expressed, you know, you guys talking about it and not holding back your feelings and bottling them up. And talking about the memories, like, that is important and healthy to do. So, definitely, I thought I would recommend this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I really thought it was really good. And I'm glad that I watched it. So, everyone have a good start to November. It's November 1st. 
So, yeah, and I also got, you know, other Elvin and the Chipmunks episodes. There's the Elvin edition. I could pick episodes from from that. There's even an episode on this Thanksgiving one that says, Dave's Getting Married, which I'll have to check that out sometime. That's, wow. I Well, clearly, I don't think he does get married, so it must be something happens and they decide to part ways, him and his significant other, so... Alrighty, bye-bye.